Welcome to the Capgemini Salesforce podcast series. This is Andy Forbes with Capgemini America, and I'm talking today to Mark Brackenhoff, a Salesforce Managed Services Project Manager with Capgemini America. Great to be here, Andy. Thanks for having me. And Francois Arbe, a Salesforce Project Manager with Capgemini America. Hey, Mark. Hey, Andy. Happy to talk to you. And today we're going to talk about Salesforce operations and support, and specifically outsourcing Salesforce operations and support. So, Francois, what is state-of-the-art Salesforce operational support like these days? Right now, the standard uh, is becoming, actually has already become DevOps. Everybody is doing DevOps today. So, DevOps always start with version control. You want to make sure you control what you're delivering. So Git or something like this is always going to be the first step to go to uh, DevOps. And then you can move to more complex stuff like continuous integration, automatized testing, very important steps that more and more companies are adding, are adding with Jenkins, uh, Selenium for automated testing, for instance. And the objective or, of all of the DevOps is to, spend, is to spend as little time as possible with deployment issues and regression. Uh, it, it all com- comes down from a, a cultural shift that, that occurred already uh, a, a few years ago. Uh, we could even say a decade ago. A decade ago, uh, most companies started doing agile, and everybody is doing agile today. This cultural shift that is even increasing with the safe management of companies uh, is focusing on you bringing value to business. What you want to do is spend as much time as, uh, of, uh, as possible uh, to, to bring value to business. And if you want to spend all of your time to build building value for business, you want to minimize the effort you spend on operation. And this is what DevOps is doing. Just make things easier, make things automated, just to make sure you're focusing on the right thing. Mark, what is the key in making outsourced Salesforce operations and support work? Well, Andy, I think the key really is that you have to have a shared mental model. So you have to understand uh, between you and your client that you have a like a a clear delineation of roles, responsibilities, and your process flows need to be fairly precise. In addition to that, when you get moving on your initiative that you need to have people, for example, adhering to proper meeting guidelines, being in meetings on time, understanding what their role is, staying in their lane, so to speak. Basically a sense of, of cooperation throughout the entire initiative. Francois, your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's a great point. And it comes down to discipline, basically. You want you want everybody to be applying the process and staying in line with, with the process. And I think the, the right way to do it, the right way to enforce the process uh, and to enforce discipline is to give people a sense of why we are doing this. So, so if people understand how much time it's going to save, how much easier things are going to be, uh, they will do it uh, um, easily and and the second thing also is um, if you want people to to follow up a process process should be simple the the easier it is to follow a process the 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 more likely it is that people will actually uh, uh, do it so you want to make it seamless whenever um, you're finishing a user stories for instance 
there should be a, a checkbox somewhere, very visible, very um, uh, easy to use to say, okay, but did you commit on Git? Did you uh, uh, did you process it in in Jenkins? That kind of stuff. So um, seamlessly uh, include your process into what you're doing, so everybody doesn't have to think about it to do it. You talked about this a little bit earlier in this podcast, Francois, but what would you think that the Salesforce environment would look like? This is both the, the external tools, as you mentioned, Jenkins, as well as the sandboxes. When it comes to Salesforce, you have to understand what you're uh, deploying, why, what you're migrating. So on one side, there is metadata. Uh, you can use metadata API. You can use the Ant uh, migration tool to, to, to deploy it, and then you'll have the code that you store on Git and you can deploy uh, through Jenkins, like we said, or uh, something similar. Uh, and if we take a look at what the environment picture would look like, the state of the art today is to have developers working on developer sandbox and then moving to higher environments like QA and then end-to-end -end, and then UAT, so everybody has the right environment with the right data sets to, uh, to test. But one, one, one environment that people tend to forget and that is very important in DevOps is um, something that is often called continuous and, uh, integration environment. And what are you going to do on this one is just from, from the dev environment to the continuous integration environment, you just want to test your deploy. So you want to automatize every day snap of the finger, uh, whatever your, your developers created the, the day before is going to be deployed on continuous integration. And you want to check that everything is ready, everything is working, and you have the right uh, automated testing to validate your deploy. If you do this, 100% or 99% of your deploys to uh, QA are going to be working, and you'll never have your QA team blocked because of a regression, of a deploy issue, whatever. And so this is really um, uh, something we have to think about uh, to make sure um, the team is always delivering value and never blocked with uh, operational issues like this. Mark, we've been talking about companies moving to managed Salesforce operational support. What are your thoughts on what an organization should do to prepare for this? I think the most important thing would be for them to have a clear understanding of what their scope of work looks like. Because to get to their business goals, they're going to have to have a clearly defined scope of work that's easy to communicate uh, to us in something that's uh, actionable and will achieve all of their objectives. I think that that's a great point, and it really depends on the on the company, on who you are. You have to understand who you are to know what you want. So depending on the culture of the company, I think some companies will find some tools more appealing than others because they know them already and, and they understand it will have an impact fast. So some, some companies will, will prefer going, for instance, for kind of all included tools like Copado, for instance, the uh, App Exchange uh, solution for uh, from the uh, Salesforce App Exchange, others will want to start small and, and get to know one tool after the other. So if, if you want to start somewhere, you probably start using version control Git. Uh, this is the first step to start, start controlling the way you deliver. But it all comes down to using your people to do what they do best and manage a low value operation for you with automation and tools. So again, Understanding, understanding what you do to understand the scope you want to, uh, to outsource and, and manage. Mark, Francois, thank you for your time today and your thoughts on outsourcing Salesforce operational support. Thanks for having me, Andy. Really enjoyed it. Same here.
You've been listening to the Capgemini Salesforce podcast series. To learn more about Capgemini and Salesforce, go to www.capgemini.com forward slash partner forward slash Salesforce.